It might be Picard to say goodbye. What began over 35 years ago ends tonight. And a bit odd to say hello. Hi, um, I'm looking for the grail. The holy one. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Thursday, April 20th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Frank Ocean has dropped out of the second weekend of Coachella 2023. EW has confirmed that the musician will no longer perform as a headliner at the festival on Sunday, April 23rd. In a statement, Ocean's representative said, quote, After suffering an injury to his leg on festival grounds in the week leading up to Weekend 1, Frank Ocean was unable to perform the intended show but was still intent on performing, and in 72 hours, the show was reworked out of necessity. On doctor's advice, the artist will not be able to perform Weekend 2 due to two fractures and a sprain in his left leg. Ocean provided his own statement saying, quote, It was chaotic. There is some beauty in chaos. It isn't what I intended to show, but I did enjoy being out there, and I'll see you soon. Blink-182, which was added last minute to the Weekend 1 lineup, will reportedly replace Ocean as Sunday's headliner. Representatives for Coachella and the band did not immediately respond to EW's request for comment. In other music news, Foo Fighters announced that their 11th album, But Here We Are, will be released June 2nd. The 10-track LP will feature the rockers examining their highs and lows of the past year, during which their drummer, Taylor Hawkins, died suddenly, as did lead singer Dave Grohl's mother, Virginia Grohl. Along with the announcement, the group released the album's opening track, Rescued, on streaming platforms. Natasha Rothwell is checking back into the White Lotus. EW has confirmed that the actress is returning for season three of the HBO dramedy as Belinda, the spa manager who formed a fragile bond with Jennifer Coolidge's Tanya during the first season. Rothwell shared her excitement on Twitter on Wednesday, replying to news of her return, quote, Belinda is back, baby. There's no word yet on how or why her character is in Season 3's rumored location, Thailand, but we have our theories, which you can check out at EW.com. Fast 10 director Louis Leterrier is staying behind the wheel. After stepping in at the last minute to helm Fast 10, Leterrier has officially signed on to direct the next Fast and Furious film. Details about that film, the 11th one, which star Vin Diesel has indicated will likely be the last in the main storyline, have yet to be revealed, but Universal is describing it as a companion film to Fast 10, which will hit theaters May 19th. Keith Nail, a firefighter and two-time Survivor contestant, has died. He was 62. Nail was a fan-favorite player who competed on 2014's Survivor San Juan del Sur and 2015's Survivor Cambodia. And Moonbin, a member of K-pop band Astro, died Wednesday at his home in Seoul, South Korea. He was 25. Moonbin began his career as a model before performing in the 2009 Korean drama Boys Over Flowers and 2015's To Be Continued, among other titles. He joined Astro in 2016. In 2020, Fantagio formed Moonbin and Sanha, Astro's first subunit comprised of the late singer and Yoon Sanha. The duo released their third EP, Incense, in January, and they began their diffusion tour last month, which spans South Korea, the Philippines, and Thailand. 
For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. All right, it is time for one last stand. Our number three pick today is the series finale of Star Trek Picard. Patrick Stewart's Jean-Luc Picard is facing a threat to Earth and the entire galaxy. So there's only one thing to do, call in reinforcements. To help, he brings in old friends from Star Trek The Next Generation. Jordi LaForge, Data, Dr. Beverly Crusher, Worf, Deanna Troy, and Will Riker. Now, there are tough decisions to be made, and the team has to work together as if no time has passed. Here is a sneak peek. The fleet has initiated an attack formation against Earth. Orbital weapon platforms have been destroyed, but space dock's defenses appear to be repelling the assault. For now. Planetary shields won't hold against that fleet. Where the hell is the cavalry? Emergency hails from both Federation and civilian ships have now gone silent. Apparently, we are the cavalry. The fleet is being controlled by the collective. A hive mind with a single voice. The Borgar here. Mr. Data. Scanning, Captain. If space dock falls, there'll be nothing standing between an assimilated fleet and Earth. If Earth falls, everything falls. Every planet, every system. Long-range sensors are picking up a board vessel. Jupiter, sir. Laying a course. Maximum warp. Aye, Captain. Engage. Well, they are all that Starfleet has, and all of humanity's fate lies in their hands. The series finale of Star Trek Picard is available now to stream on Paramount+. Plus. Number two. Folks, you have never seen a nun like this. The new Peacock series Mrs. Davis stars Betty Gilpin as Simone, a woman of faith, and habit, who stands up against the titular artificial intelligence in this tone-blending, genre-mashing roller coaster of a show. Now, you may remember Gilpin as the breakout star of Netflix's wrestling series Glow, or from her vivid essays that you can read in her recent book, All the Women in My Brain and Other Concerns. Not being a religious person herself, Gilpin tells EW that she spoke with real nuns in order to flesh out her character. Have a listen. We're used to seeing nuns portrayed either as sort of one-dimensional, stoic, climb-every-mountain nuns or sure. horror movie nuns. Um, and, you know, I think I really had to work hard to dispel my own notions of who, what a nun is like and what their lives are like and, and really make her a full-fledged person. You know, I talked to nuns for research for this show, and um, they were all, you know, multi-dimensional feminist, badass, uh, incredibly smart women who were very active in their communities and, you know, uh, three very different women. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I I felt I owed it to make her a very specific person, but it was all there in the writing anyway. Well, Mrs. Davis comes from co-creators Tara Hernandez, who worked for years on The Big Bang Theory and its spinoff Young Sheldon, and Damon Lindelof of Watchmen, The Leftovers, and Lost fame. Now, they tell EW that this nun versus AI concept was born out of the COVID-19 pandemic when they first creatively connected at the same time that everyone was becoming more reliant on technology like Zoom. 
I was sort of like, how can you be a nun in 2023? Like, yeah. how is that a lifestyle choice that makes any sense? And Tara framed that as a romantic notion, not just a romantic notion in terms of, um, oh, like, isn't it nice to sort of live on a convent where it's actually like sort of like it's a romantic idea to drop out and to just farm the land and play softball with your sisters. And it's a it's a life of quiet contemplation and prayer, but then a romantic notion where there's a where there's love in, in another person uh, at the core of it. That felt like it was really interesting. And then that combined with some of the things that Tara was talking about in terms of our anxiety about how reliant we were becoming on technology and that all the people that we were talking to were like, I'm addicted to my phone and it, and, and I don't see that addiction ending anytime soon. It's only going to get worse. And I, I need somebody to come and like, take this thing away from me. And then it was like, well, that's something that nuns are good at. Nuns come (laughs) over with their rulers and they whack you and they, they, they say this, you know, you need to, you recenter yourself. So the, you know, and then, you know, and then the next, the eight episodes just came so easy after so that. Easy. Boom. Just well, you shouldn't need a finger whack from nuns to check out Mrs. Davis. It is really colorful, exciting, and unpredictable. Be sure to check out EW critic Kristen Baldwin's review at EW.com. And of course, head on over to Peacock to check out the first four episodes of Mrs. Davis, which are streaming now. It's trivia time. Before her new show, The Diplomat, Carrie Russell's long career has included roles on hit TV shows, including Felicity and the Americans, indie darlings like Waitress, and movies like the recent Cocaine Bear. But do you know what her very first role was? Mandy in Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, Jessica in Boy Meets World, or Phoebe in Daddy's Girls. Stick around for that answer, as well as more on The Diplomat, today's number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Carrie Russell is back. The Americans and Felicity star is returning to television for the first time in five years for Netflix's new political drama, The Diplomat. As Ambassador Catherine Weiler, she is tasked with stopping an impending war. No big deal. All the while dealing with her handful of a husband, played by Rufus Sewell. Here is a preview. Someone is luring a strike force into the Persian Gulf. The president is sending you to stop a war before it starts. Not butter a crumpet. Welcome to London, Ambassador Wilder. Tell me how. I'm the ambassador's wife. 
My husband was an ambassador for a long time. This will be an adjustment. You need to lean into the Cinderella thing. Not doing this the way you would. That's fine. Just don't do it wrong. Created by Homeland's Deborah Khan, the series follows Kate as an already tricky situation overseas becomes even more complicated. So will she be able to handle her new role? Will she be able to handle her husband? Unfortunately for her, the two are intertwined. You want my help? You don't want my help. I'm the smartest man you ever met, biggest idiot in the world. Can't we admit that I am not the only pro? He is way over the line. If the house is on fire, you gotta tell me. The house is on fire. I'm supposed to run this place. Thanks to your intervention, I look like a f***ing psychotic! I would like to speak to the Secretary of State, please. Oh boy, well, the drama unfolds today on Netflix. All episodes of The Diplomat are available now. Finally today, the answer to our trivia question. What was Carrie Russell's very first role? Maddie in Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, Jessica in Boy Meets World, or Phoebe in Daddy's Girls? I love these movies so much. The answer is Mandy in Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. The second in the series of films was released in 1992, and instead of shrinking the kids, this time scientist Wayne Zielinski has accidentally made his two-year-old son a giant, reaching over 100 feet tall. That is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Executive Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep, Samantha Heifel, Christian Holub, and EW staff. Edited by Sammy Junio. Produced by Ashley Boucher. Hosted and produced by Jared Hall. And executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to Watch.